My name is Ari Redboard. Welcome to TRM Talks. Today, I'm joined by two senior Treasury Department officials to talk about a recent action involving ransomware and their continued efforts to stop ransomware attacks. I'm joined by Todd Conklin, Counselor to the Deputy Secretary, and Lauren Shiner, Associate Director of Compliance and Enforcement at OFAC. Welcome and thank you so much for joining TRM Talks. Todd, I'm gonna to start with you. Can you talk a little bit about Treasury's action today and uh, really what it means sort of, sort of for your broader ransomware efforts? Yeah, great. Thanks so much, Ari, and thanks so much uh, for having us. Uh, hopefully we can make this uh, a monthly affair is, is uh, at least what we're Love hoping it. on the, uh, the Treasury side. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so specific to today, building on last month's uh, first ever designation of a virtual currency exchange network, the U.S. Department of Treasury announced new industry-specific guidance by a compliance brochure, which outlines sanctions compliance best practices tailored to the unique risks posed in this dynamic space. While new data released from the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, shows the increasing threat ransomware posed to the U.S. financial sector, businesses, and the public during the first half of 2021. Treasury's actions underscore the need for a collaborative approach to counter ransomware attacks, including public-private partnerships and close relationships with international partners. And, and why do we see this as so important? Well, as FinCEN's uh, SAR stats show, from the first half of the year, uh, they reveal the levels to which ransomware has increased as a threat to our private sector. The total value of ransomware SARS in the first half of 2021 is $590 million. In just six months, we exceeded the entire total for all of 2020 by $170 million. With follow-up investigation and additional blockchain analysis, Vincent identified $5.2 billion, again, $5.2 billion in outgoing transactions potentially tied to ransomware payments. The private sector plays a key role by implementing appropriate anti-money laundering and sanctions controls to prevent sanctioned persons and other illicit actors from exploiting virtual currencies and undermining U.S. foreign policy and national security interests. Treasury will continue to, in its engagement with private sector and other countries to disrupt and hold accountable ransomware actors and their money laundering networks. Terrific. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, Todd mentioned engaging with the private sector, Lawrence. Um, OFAC put out a brochure today that is specifically geared towards uh, private sector engagement. Can you talk a little bit about the brochure and sort of what, the, what, what OFAC is sort of trying to achieve with this? Sure, first of all, great to be here and, and thanks Ari for having us to continue this important conversation. So yeah, OFAC published an educational brochure focused specifically on providing sanctions compliance guidance for the virtual currency industry. And really the brochure is intended to be this consolidated resource that members of the virtual currency industry can reference to help them navigate and comply with OFAC sanctions requirements. And so in addition to providing an overview of OFAC sanctions requirements and procedures, including licensing processes and enforcement processes, we also include some compliance best practices and red flags tailored specifically to the virtual currency industry. And this is all part of uh, OFAC's effort to engage with the private sector on um, really on all things virtual currency and to, to continue the conversation with members of the virtual currency industry to hear from them about compliance challenges, but also so that they have a greater understanding of sanctions requirements and can comply with them. No, fantastic. Um, thank you so much. Um, when we're sort of taking a look at the brochure, really, what, what are sort of the key takeaways? What are sort of the areas where you're really wanting to engage most closely with the private sector? Sure. So fundamentally, the brochure underscores the importance of adopting a risk-based approach to sanctions compliance and provides examples of best practices specific to the virtual currency industry. 
So all companies in the virtual currency industry, uh, including tech companies, exchangers, administrators, miners, wallet providers, as well as more traditional financial institutions that may have exposure to virtual currencies, are encouraged to develop, implement, and routinely update a tailored risk-based sanctions compliance program. Right, and that's generally how OFAC would approach compliance uh, across all industries. But here, um, we also include some specific uh, best practices and red flags for the virtual currency industry. But the specifics of that program obviously depend on each company's unique risk profile. But we do include some examples, such as using geolocation tools to identify and prevent IP addresses that originate in sanctioned jurisdictions, examining customer transaction history for connections to sanctioned jurisdictions, or transactions with digital currency addresses that have been linked to sanctioned actors. And after OFAC lists a virtual currency address on its sanctions list, conducting historic lookbacks of transactional activity to identify potential connections to the listed address. We also think it's important uh, for sanctions compliance risks to be accounted for as technologies are being developed, right? So they can be built into the technological architecture from the beginning. And again, finally, OFAC really does wanna hear from the virtual currency industry about its challenges um, and learn what additional guidance, if any, uh, could be helpful. No, that's terrific. And look, uh, why now? I mean, we've seen so much in the ransomware space over the last really, frankly, few days, but certainly a few weeks and months. Um, why is OFAC sort of uh, issuing this guidance now? Yeah, good question. So the growing prevalence of virtual currency as a payment method brings greater exposure to sanctions risks, which is the risk that a sanctioned person or a person in a sanctioned jurisdiction um, might be involved in a virtual currency transaction, right? And so the virtual currency industry is playing an increasingly critical role in preventing sanctioned persons from exploiting virtual currencies to evade sanctions and undermine U.S. foreign policy and national security interests. And so OFAC's brochure outlines longstanding guidance that OFAC obligations apply to all U.S. persons. So they apply to those in the virtual currency industry as well as um, the, the same they do to banks and other traditional financial institutions. And there are civil and criminal penalties for failing to comply. And as, as you know, Ari, uh, OFAC has prioritized enforcement actions uh, in this space. In the last 10 months, we've issued two enforcement actions um, uh, focused on the virtual currency industry, and those are really our first in this space. And so this brochure expands on the lessons learned from those enforcement actions, um, but also seeks to ensure that, that those in this space are aware of best practices that can be implemented to prevent the misuse of virtual currency by sanctioned persons and those in sanctioned jurisdictions. Terrific. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Todd, Todd, moving back to you, what's next? I mean, we've seen so much action, you know, over the last few, again, days and weeks around ransomware. Um, sort of what's next in terms of this campaign as Treasury uh, and really the interagency build out the sort of counter ransomware campaign? Right. And, and so we're going to continue, obviously, to target the illicit parts of the crypto ecosystem, while also ensuring we're helping to bolster compliance regimes across the entire ecosystem. But fundamentally, though, Ari, and this is a critical point, we see ransomware as a cybersecurity issue. It gets framed in many areas as a cryptocurrency issue. But just attacking the crypto ecosystem is not going to fix the core problem, which is cyber vulnerabilities across multiple sectors. Recent incidents highlight the role that poor cybersecurity hygiene and poor software security plays in making us more vulnerable to cyber attack. And, and we just can't treat cybersecurity anymore as an afterthought. It needs to be incorporated at the design level and at the highest level of, the, of every uh, organization. At the end of the day, we think the president's executive order that was pushed out in May gets us closer to these end states, which are prevent as many cyber attacks as possible, reduce the sc scope and scale of future cyber compromises, and rapidly react and expel any successful intrusion. And the, the executive order outlines a very concrete, specific steps that every organization should be considering 
uh, around improve, improving threat information sharing, modernizing cybersecurity, zero trust architecture, cloud migration, uh, supply chain security, all great elements. Again, want to refer back and start to pivot back to cybersecurity and that president's executive order that was issued in May. Uh, it's a really great resource and, uh, and we look forward to having future conversation with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Congratulations and terrific work. And um, really, thank you so much. Thank you both for coming on to announce and really explain uh, this latest and what has been a really whole of government uh, approach to ransomware. Uh, so really, thank you for joining TRM Talks and uh, really look forward to talking to you both soon.